Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bayou Chronicles, which means we've all survived another week on this planet, rotating at thousands of miles an hour, not to, you know, give you a... um, I don't know the speed or mileage, but... Yeah, it's a lot. We're just literally barely clinging to Earth, just with it spinning in the universe around the sun. Yeah, that's... Enough to give you an existential crisis, but we are your host. I'm Crystal. And I'm Bethany. And before we get started, we would like to very respectfully remind everyone that it is Black History Month. So, while me, like technically, me and Bethany, not even technically, like literally Bethany and I have um, really no place to speak on this matter, but we can give our best attempt at being the best allies possible. Um, and I think for Bethany and I both, that means, or like we both realize that that means that we cannot be better allies without constantly checking our own biases um, and our own just implicit racism that has been yeah, and it's also- just put in us from the like just because of yeah where we were born it's not our time to speak this month um just listen are we just are bringing it up in the intro to bring light to it to you know yeah Yeah. so yeah so we can only speak on the matter and one way that we can do a little bit better is make sure that we are speaking out against any racism that we see Again, like we said, checking every bias that we have, not being offended when someone says, hey, that's a little racist. Saying, Mm -hmm. hey, okay, you're right. If I can do a little better, we can read books by authors of people of color. We can go to their restaurants. We can watch movies. We can visit African-American history museums. There's so much that we can do. Um, So take some time this month. To do that. Exactly. Um, uh, good evening. Welcome. And thank you for joining us. Yes. <laughs> um, sadly, though, this happens on once a year, which I think is stupid because mm-hmm. I think black history is all year long. Um, so just challenge any assumptions that you may have calculated in your mind. We all have unconscious biases, but it's what we'll, it's what we do with them that really matters. Exactly. So, as usual, I will include links in our show notes for several organizations if anyone would like to donate, learn more, um, or just challenge that your own uh, implicit or unconscious biases that you have. Remember just to open your ears, open your heart, um, let mm-hmm. others be heard, and if someone has something to say, instead of getting defensive, wonder and ask yourself why you're being defensive. So... That's all we got for that. Um, On this week's episode, though, um, we are streaming live over on Twitch. So if you are listening to this and you watch us on Twitch, you'll obviously know what's coming up. If you are watching us on Twitch and you're like, why are they not responding to me? It's because we're actually recording an episode and we just wanted you to tune in. But this week, Bethany is going to tell us a case that has technically been labeled as a suicide for nearly 17 years. So, um, yes. Um, by the end of it, you'll hear just how powerful the, uh, the military can be at covering up some of, and not some, but all of their demons. 
Um, so I'm just going to let you, I'm just going to pass it over to Bethany um, and just let her take it from there. Yeah, and we actually, I'm going to go ahead and say this for the podcast. We actually just had a discussion in my kitchen not even 10 minutes ago. My husband, our executive assistant, Zachary, as we call him, we need a name for Tyler. I don't have a name for Tyler yet. No, I don't know. We'll come up with something. But we call Zach our executive assistant. He said he would like to start a podcast with Crystal's husband, Tyler, where they discuss our episodes and kind of, I would feel like, I feel like defame would be a good word. That's very dramatic. Uh, debunk everything that we talk about. They just want to, whatever it is, they want to talk about the opposite. That sounds like husbands. Mm-hmm. That's, that's rated R. I don't get it. I don't either. We're moving on. Um, okay, but from the title, obviously we know we are talking Fave and Fave 2. Oh, Lord. Jesus. Um, from the title, you obviously know we're going to be talking about Lavina Johnson, uh, who was a private first class in the United States Army. Um, yeah, it's a lot. I put military cover-up in the title for the Twitch stream. I know Chris will more than likely copy that for um, Sunday's episode. But at the end of it, it's not going to be so dramatic. Right now, it seems like a very dramatic, I, like I'm challenging the United States Army. I really am. A lot of people are. But yeah, we'll get into that. Um, and you can thank TikTok uh, once again for speaking these victims' names into existence. Like I feel like me and Crystal talk about TikTok a lot on the podcast. So um, shout us out whenever you want to do you know, some kind of sponsored ad TikTok because... <laughs> <laughs> Mention you a lot. Um, I've heard of Lavina Johnson's case. I think I asked Crystal, and I think she said she hadn't. No, or I had not heard of this. She had not heard of this before. Um, I've had I've heard multiple podcasts about it. I've seen documentaries. Um, I've heard people on like previous military bases that I personally live on talk about it. Um, but you know. Me and Crystal like to do things a little bit differently on here. We talk less about what happened and more on the victim and their life and how, you know, sometimes the story can be misconstrued. Um, And it's funny because when I first was scrolling, my kids were actually watching the movie The Lorax. And, you know, that infamous line, uh, I speak for the trees, like literally The Lorax says that all throughout. And that's more... Totally different thing. That's about capitalism. If you guys didn't know what the Lorex was yes, about, it is. it's literally about capitalism in America and how we're just quickly, you know, spend and destroy everything. We're talking about something different. Um, we'll do an episode on capitalism if yeah, you like. But <laughs> we speak for people that don't quite fit the media and aren't shown as much of attention. Especially when the military tries so hard to sweep more and more under a rug that never seems to get full. Like, you see what I'm putting down here? Do you feel what I'm getting at? They just sweep, sweep, sweep. And you think they're, you would clearly, visibly be able to see and you just can't. Um, I have told Crystal before that a lot of the episodes I pick... She has a lot more planned out. Mine are very spur at the moment, and I normally send her, like, a text in the middle of the day. and like, hey, I'm going to do this episode next week. And she's probably like, okay, 
All right. Okay, look, so let, hold on. I got to pause and say, this is our writing style. Bethany is very like, hey, I'm going to do this case of this. And then all of a sudden, she gets starts writing and she has it done like <laughs> three days, four days, five days, a week before we record. Crystal, on the other hand, has them all planned out. And then the day we record, I'm still like typing. So, you know. That's, I just get in these, hmm. like, moods where, like, if I get the topic, like, I already told her, like, what my episode's going to be about the end of the month, and it was literally because I saw another TikTok and went down this rabbit hole, and it was talking about multiple people, and I took one of the people from the TikTok and then found myself on YouTube and then found myself on Reddit, and I just sat at the computer and typed it out, and here we are. So, sometimes if you get, if you feel the calling calling you... Just go for it. Yeah, I don't ever remember that. <laughs> I feel like I'd probably do better if you said, hey, you need to talk about this topic by this day. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> because then I'm like, okay, I can just ramble. Now, writing it down means I like I have to like put the conscious effort into writing. Oh, and, Lord. Uh, um, but let me tell you about what we're here to talk about today. Enough rambling. Lavina Johnson. The real Lavina, not the... The Lavina, the military wants you to think, or they really try hard to portray. Um, Lavina Johnson was born July twenty seventh, nineteen eighty five. Just honestly, technically a millennial. Yeah, I'm a millennial. Oh, slightly older than us. I mean, like tenish years, a little bit more than that. Like she's like that's like seven years, years older than me. me. Yeah. So no, not ten years. It'd be nine years nine older than you. Yeah. Um, but she was so full of life, always smiling. She was, we say this for a lot of people that we talk about on the podcast, that she was just like bright, airy, sunshine, good personality. But that's genuinely her. And we'll talk about it more because it makes it hard for her in the army. Look, I don't know anything about her, but I made the Instagram picture, like, announcement for Sunday to go up. And I just Googled her name to, like, find some pictures. And she looks so happy in every single picture. Um, She was so pretty. She was an honor roll student all throughout. Like, there was not a time she did not get honor roll. Or all wow. A, or all A's throughout Jeez. school. She was very intelligent. She could have gone to any college she wanted to. Um, yeah. And all Lavina wanted to do was to travel to California. I don't know why people, like, I don't know. California has some kind of something in the air or the water that attracts people in certain aspects of life. And I've she never wanted to move to California. Never in my life. I've Absolutely tra- not. I have traveled there. I have, in fact, been to California. Don't think okay, I want to go back. back. Take that back. I would move to, like, the part of California that Tyler and I went to when we visited um, Nikki. Like, I that mean, northern California, like, mountains Like, Lake Tahoe. Like, like I would totally nice. move to that. I would yeah. totally move to that part of town. But, yeah, like, I've been country. to San Francisco. Not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. Um, but, yeah, she wanted to, so after she graduated high school, she wanted to go to California to go to college to eventually work in the film industry. Not as an actress. I know that's probably everybody's first thought. She was more of, like, the technical side of it, like the cameras, Mm -hmm. the production, like, stuff like that, filming, anything, you know, technical. She was very much a tech person. Um, But she didn't want to 
burden her parents with the responsibility. Yes, she had scholarships. Yes, she was um, very intelligent. But she was not going to be able to full get like a full ride. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to burden her parents with college. Because her dad immediately was like, we'll pay for it. And she was very much an adult, which awesome for her. And she was like, I'm not going to let my parents... I'm going to figure out some other way for me to do this and accomplish my dreams without my parents paying for it, which that's, I applaud her. Um, But yeah, and just like her father, because he also had served, she enlisted in the United States Army, like almost immediately after she graduated high school. Um, I... I'm including a lot of controversial lines in today's episodes in my notes. Like, I even felt like writing it that people were immediately going to cancel me. Um, Like, I could just feel, like, other people's hate on my back as I was typing at my desk. I'm going to say some things about the military, and it's going to sound very hypocritical because me and Crystal are literally sitting on a military base as we record this free speech exactly that is what i told my husband because he was like yeah you're allowed to say all this whatever because i was like should i say this you're allowed to say whatever you feel and i was like freedom of speech this is my thing when it comes to freedom of speech you have freedom of speech unless your words physically harm someone in this case, not, or you know what I mean, like not your words can't physically harm someone, but like if your if your words cause someone to feel so bad about themselves that they kill themselves, or your words are so bad and so mean that you just cause someone to look bad, look down on themselves, that's when I'm just like, no, I'm gonna censor you myself. However, when we're talking about a government organization, we have free speech against our government, and the, like. I can speak as much crap about the government oh, as I want. Uh, so shamefully speak. Go Anyways. for it. So she enlisted to the United States Army. Go on this journey with us. Um, and this is one of the things I said could be controversial. But we paint this picture for kids, especially teenagers, from the ages of like mm, 15 to 20, let's say. Just generalized age. Um, that, you know... If you join the military, free college. I mean, oh, free college, yeah. free health care, free housing, free everything. First off, it's not like that when you first join. I just want to completely, I will be honest, like the first two paychecks that Zach got from the United States military, we did not even see. We were living off of mine because it went to uniform, boots, all that. I just want, that is being 100% transparent with y'all. Do you it's get, like the military is a multi-level marketing company. It's a pyramid scheme. But it's, it's a but instead it's an MLM. Of, but it's instead an MLM. of you putting your money into the scheme, you yeah. put your body. It's an ML. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I wanted to include that because I'm not trying to say yes. Lavina's dad was in the army. He was he's his doctor. Mm-hmm. He was a, he's a doctor to this day. Um, the army was very good for him. Was it good for his daughter? No, we will get there. But I wanted to include this because she literally felt like the only way that she was going to cop. That's another talk about, you know, the Lorax capitalism, how hard it is. I guess we are talking about a little bit. I guess bit. we are talking about it. Um, she literally felt like the only way she would accomplish her dreams of going to college and becoming, you know, working in the film industry was if she went and basically signed her life away. That sounds dramatic, but that's literally what you do by joining the United States Army. And I just want to include that in my notes because, yeah, I mean, 
it is great to serve your country, and we're not the only country that has um, a military system. I mean, literally every country has, well, pretty much, you know. Um, I just wanted to include that because... But I feel like you could argue that ours takes the least amount of care of oh, their one, of their workers. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, just, you know. Yeah. So, if you're listening to this in another country, we're not hating yeah. on your military. It's not all sunshines and butterflies, and you're going to have a lot of recruiters out there. I'm really getting off topic here, but I just wanted to include rant, this. Rant, rant, I just rant, wanted to include rant. this, because she literally joined and went through all this just so she could go to film school in California. That's really sucky. So, yeah. Um, it wasn't very long after Lavina joined the military she was deployed to iraq of all places she's the army that's not that out there and i originally said this in my notes but then i went back and did you know a little more journalism and a little investigation like i should have originally so this is bad on me um but she'd actually been in for two years when she was deployed so that was very dramatic it wasn't you know like she left boot camp and then immediately went to Iraq. It was two years. So she was now Private First Class Johnson. Um, that's just how you start out in the Army. It's just the name that they have for it. And being 19, because she joined when she was 17 and she is now 19, kind of just shy of turning 20, she was deployed from home and extremely homesick. And she wrote letters almost daily which is kind of unheard of i mean but this was 2005 not a lot of people write letters anymore um i had to remind myself that when i was doing this research i was like letters i want to write a letter to somebody i used to have pen pals all over the world the last time i wrote a letter was the last week zach was in basic training at boot camp Mm -hmm. and this was back in 2013 really that's the last i guess i I was probably it was probably around well no, it's probably a little before that because I don't. I wasn't in college yet. I don't think that I was still writing letters to my pen pals, but I literally had them all over the world, and we would like, like trade like little. We'd send each other like small packages just after a while. It was so much fun. We just don't do that. I'm still anymore. friends. With, I mean, I'm like casual friends acquaintances like on Instagram with some of them now. It's fun. But yeah, she wrote letters literally almost every day to her siblings. She had three older brothers and an older sister. She oh, was, wow. She was the fifth. So, yeah, five in total. Um, She would write almost daily. um, Called her parents as much as she could. I mean, she has deployed to Iraq. She was really close to her parents. Not everybody is close to, like, their parents. And not everybody has both parents in their life. But, like, as much as she could write and talk to them, she would talk to her mom and dad on the phone. That's sweet. Which is really sweet. And her being a part of the communication squadron made it extremely easy for her to call um and i did ask our executive assistant zachary (laughs) because i was like that's so like vague like communications could be anything but remember what she wanted to go to school for it was like all Mm -hmm. the technical stuff she does that just for the army Mm -hmm. so like if they need work on their phones their computer she's basically it in a way, like, that's not everybody in communication, but she mainly manned the phones, the phones and the radio. If anybody needed to get in contact from, like, out in the field or stuff like that, she was there. Like, almost like a relay person, too. Basically, like a phone operator is kind of, but yeah, so she was by a phone, so it made it really easy for her to call home, which she's one of the lucky ones, because not a lot of people back then 
could, but thankfully she could. Um, she handled all that. And I've watched, like I said in the beginning, several documentaries where her parents were actually interviewed. More so her dad. Her dad took on a lot of the burden of this. Mm-hmm. Mom, not so much. Mom couldn't handle it, which, I mean, rightfully so. Do you so. feel like maybe the dad took on so much burden because he was in the military too? I do, and I talk about it a little bit later, and I really kind of, like, d- dig into it. But, yeah. Yeah, kind of like he feels like he led her that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah massively um but yeah her letters like i said she was writing letters almost every day she was always upbeat nothing was ever off like they never got like a we should be worried kind of feeling and she was the typical very upbeat you know optimistic self and her that's exactly how her mom described her in one of the interviews she did um she said that she was literally the most optimistic person she's ever met in her life and that was literally her daughter um she was going through you know normal stresses she would kind of let them know you know a little bit of depressive states don't we all i mean find me a person that doesn't and they're lying um but yeah she said tomorrow would always that was her her line she always gave i'm having a rough day but tomorrow's a new day mm-hmm. that was literally if they were on the phone writing a letter that's how she would end it tomorrow's a new day and that's such an amazing outlook to have on life and i truly wish more people thought that way and they don't and i know this is where people are going to say because before i get further into it lavina johnson's death was ruled a suicide bom, bom, bom. i'm sorry if i just ruined this story and you didn't know that's what we're going to be talking about um and i'm kind of busting your bubble kind of letting you in on that if you've never heard of her story because i want to talk on a few things before we get to that point so sorry if you didn't know the story um I want to say, because this is probably where, like, oh, she's so happy. Her family, you know, said she was so upbeat. That doesn't sound like someone that would commit suicide. Um, We're going to clarify for a minute. Those having suicidal thoughts or depressive episodes that may lead themselves to self-harm can convince even the closest person to them that they are okay. Okay, Lavina very well could have been having those thoughts. I mean, 100%. Do we know? No. The only person that will truly know that is Lavina herself, and we cannot speak to her, unfortunately. So I just wanted to add that. Whatever we're going to talk about, I'm not saying she very well could have committed suicide, but there's just way too much other things involved in evidence and pictures and we are going to get there but I wanted to just kind of like I guess preface this add a little bit to the beginning um but also try to be a little unbiased because I want everybody to form their own opinion but I promise by the end of this I'm I would throw money down on this I would legitimately throw money my I don't have very much so don't be coming for a lot (laughs) But I would bet some money that by the end of this, you're going to be like, she did not kill herself. So, Lavina's deployment was starting to take a dark turn. This is where her letters and her phone calls were... I mean, that's probably dramatic, where she was still herself, but her parents could kind of feel something was up. And 
this case seriously makes me think about TikTok. I think about it a lot um, because female service members on my on my for you page at least I can't speak for everybody else and some men really use the platform of TikTok to speak out about sexual assault cover-ups murders everything like that that they've personally experienced while serving in the United States military and that's awesome for them there's so many like female service members that I've personally seen on TikTok that have talked about being, you know, sexually assaulted or whatever, and they still have to go to work every day with that person, and it's disgusting. My question is, though, and maybe I'm just ignorant in this regard, is what does the government get from covering up the sexual assault? Like, what do they get from it? We'll get there. Okay. And literally, and I told Crystal this, I feel like this was a good episode for me and the executive assistant <laughs> because we talked a lot. Like he actually, he actually helped me with this episode. Mm-hmm. He added some parts. We really sat down um, and kind of, I don't want to say connected, but he doesn't really talk about his job a lot with me, but like we really talked about the military and stuff people can go through and stuff. And it was, there's some stuff that yes, the mill and we'll get there and you will not be, you'll be angry. Oh, more angry than I am at yes. the current yes. government? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, yes. Some stuff that I didn't know. Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, but, yeah. So, shout out to all those women on TikTok. There's also, like, some retired women that have, like, come out and they're like, yeah, this happened to me and I was afraid to talk about it while I wasn't and now I'm retired, which... That's awesome for you guys keep speaking into existence. But at this point, Lavina had slowly mentioned to her mom, not her dad. She really didn't like to talk about the army with her dad. Because she knew how her dad was. Um, But her mom, you know, moms you can kind of confide in more. And she had let it kind of slip that some of her NCOs, once again, I didn't do very. Hold on, what's NCOs mean? non-commissioned officer okay i'm per don't quote me on that i feel like people are gonna roast me and be like it's a wife talking about things she doesn't know what she's talking about that feels like it's Um, right though it's basically somebody that's in the military that is your boss okay okay. that is higher than you like zach is an nco he's a boss okay um okay tyler said yes so thank you tyler all right um but yeah a couple of her ncos like i said she's a private first class so she's the lowest of the low that you can be in the army she's only been in two years so she's a newbie she's a baby low on the totem pole she had kind of let it slide to her mom that a couple of her ncos were picking on her saying some derogatory things a lot of misogyny a lot of stuff you know we'll get to it um one of the things, and I included this because it literally made me sick to my stomach because, sadly, women in the military today still deal with this. They would call some of her and her female co-workers a soul mm-hmm. because they were only half of the soldier a man could be. So you weren't a full soldier. Oh. You were a soul. So they would call them souls. Man, I'm just telling y'all, every man on this planet is so freaking blessed to not have to share more than 35 seconds with me (laughs) besides my husband but i i 
just pray for the day that I can just I dip actually put men in their place a lot. Have you watched this? This is random and off topic, but have you watched? The, have you been on the TikToks? It's like um, say name one thing that you do to like like put men in their place or whatever. Have you seen those? And it's like, and it's funny because I do every single one of them that people do. They're like, mm-hmm. I don't move out of the way for a man. Baby, I don't move out of the way for a man. <laughs> you can walk straight into me. And I have had so many men walk straight into me because they they expect me to move. I will play chicken with you all day long. I guess I that's true because I would do anything for a woman. But oh, I yes. am good. You're dead. Yeah. Yes. If you are a man, I you can walk straight into me. I won't even say excuse me. I'm waiting for you to say it. I do apologize for our male listeners and viewers because I did notice on our Spotify analytics that our male viewers has gone up. Okay, but look, <laughs> but, but look, we're talking a, about a specific type it's of a, man. Yeah, it's a specific type of man. Like it's like it's like if you're the type of man who gets offended by us saying that then that's your problem. But if you're a man who hears us say it and be like, oh, I know men are nasty. Men are just scum of the earth. Then you're a good man. Mm-hmm. And this does not apply to you because mm-hmm. you, you were raised right. You acknowledge <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. So, mm, I don't like them. But, yeah. Unfortunately, that's what... Um, and it wasn't just Lavina. She kind of let her mom know that, like, all the female co-workers in her squadron, in the communication squadron... Um, or being treated this way. Shame on y'all. That is gross. If it's one thing men have, it's the audacity. Oh, 100%. And y'all really do. But, they yeah. They do the most. People were just not taking her seriously. This is what I was talking about in the beginning. She's the nicest person on planet Earth. Like, ever. She was sunshine. Um, I feel like not enough podcasts, and I'm not calling them out, and I'm not saying they should have done better, but not a lot of other podcasts mentioned this before, but not only was Lavina uh, a woman, but she was also a woman of color. She was black. So she was literally getting both sides. She was getting derogatory terms uh, about her color, and she was also getting catcalled and, you know, called a soul and all this other misogynistic stuff for being a woman. So it was like, not a lot of people. So they were just being douches. Not on purpose. Racist, bigoted booty holes. <laughs> that was a lot to say. But yeah, not a lot of people mentioned that. But it was like, a lot. It, anyways, we're moving on. I feel like me and Crystal are like on a man hating. We don't hate on men. We're married to two phenomenal men. But but our men are the exception to the rule. But this episode very much makes me hate anything with a penis. (laughs) I don't know if I could say that. But, okay. I don't know if you could say that either, but... (sighs) But anyways. um, Like I said, nobody was taking her seriously. And I get it. I really do. The military is supposed to be, like, the best of the best. That's, like, literally one of their... Whatever you want to call it taglines but that doesn't mean that you can just be a jerk to everyone and i feel like that's what literally what women are screaming we can coexist and yet we all have our jobs like why does it even have to be a gender thing and i feel like that's all women want you know it's not that it's the bare minimum okay like i forget what that tiktok sound is right now but it's like for a rock or whatever have you not seen what because i had a tiktok are you on it's for women and it's like 
it was like, you know, he didn't call me fat today. And it was like, aren't you going to tell me thank you? I have no idea and what you're talking about. And the like, for the bare minimum? I have no idea Anyways, what you're talking I about. Anyways, I apologize. But I'm, I'm we good. talk about TikTok way too much I know, we should, like, sponsor us. We stopped asking Amazon Prime. Okay, but at this point, she was kind of getting over it. And then this time, she was like, Mom, I need to talk to Dad. So, at this point, you know it's gotten pretty serious. And she confided to her, her dad that one, the la- one of the last phone calls, not the last one, um, that a general, general, mm-hmm. pretty high up, came into the communications because she wanted to have a talk with him. I don't know what it is, but it's when you request to talk to the highest person in your squadron. At that time, was his general. I've... I'll have to ask Zach. And he came to talk to her, and he kind of, she voiced that, you know, nobody's taking her seriously. They weren't listening. They were calling her names. And he straight up said, you're not going to make it in the Army. You're too Look, you're too soft. You're I'm too sorry. nice. Since when does being in the Army mean that you have to be a tough person? Like, that is that to me has zero correlation between able to defend your country and being a tough person. I mean, I can see it. They want people that can fight and that okay. aren't afraid to back down. Okay, but that, like that means that you have to be, that means you have to be emotionally strong or, like, yeah. not emotionally strong. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, emotionally strong, not mentally strong. Yeah. Like, yes, I want you to be mentally strong. But you have to have an emotional guard up. Like, that makes no sense. I feel like I would rather have people who were empathetic, kind, willing to accept their emotions and deal with their emotions and talk through their emotions, leading, running, and fighting for my country than people who would be like, oh, you're a woman. Yeah. (sighs) Well, basically, she had reached her limit, and she confided in Dad, and Dad was shocked. And he was like, one, a general should never be saying things like that oh, to you. Not. I agree. And, I mean, he's been through it. He did his time. He served his 20 years. I mean, and now he's a doctor to this day. And this was kind of when her dad started getting a little, should she have gone into the army and followed my footsteps? I'm just I'm angry. Getting a, he, her parents were starting to get worried. It was at this point they were starting to get worried, and they were like, this is this is not okay. And her dad was like, I'll give you a few days to handle it, reach out, seek some help. I'm really trying not to overstep because it's your career, not mine. But he was like, you need to tell somebody. You need to, you know, find a friend, confide in, like, somebody at the base. Uh-huh. The stuff that's going on is not okay. Find somebody else to talk yeah. to. And they got off that night, and she was like, okay, I will. It's all right. Tomorrow's a new day. That was literally her thing that she said, trying to be optimistic. And, but she, like, had already in her mind that she wasn't going to reach out. She wasn't uh, She wasn't going to. And we'll, we're about to talk, because Crystal's giving me that. Like, I am just, Why not, look? Yes, because I am angry. I okay. am literally pissed because this girl is doing nothing but showing strength and toughness she's and grit. She's literally just doing her job. And she's just being like, look, I deserve the basic, just general kindness that you give a person. And, and I'm not even getting what that. started this is during one of their work days, she was doing her work and she was helping people on the phone and doing whatever and working on stuff. And some of her male coworkers were being rowdy and not working and kind of goofing off. And she just asked them, could they please be quiet? Oh, heck no. And get to work. And that's no. when they like didn't listen to her. <laughs> and then that's when the general was like, nobody's going to take you seriously. Maybe you're not cut out for the army. And I was like, because she wanted to somebody, do her job? job? 
because she's trying to do her, do her job that you're paying her to do. I mean, that would piss me off. I'm, oh, I can't that piss me I'm off. I'm earning my paycheck. So you're going to tell me that I'm not tough enough for the military because I asked people to be quiet and do their job so that I could do my job? Because, you know, good and well, <laughs> if she got up and she started yelling at them and was acting a fool, she'd be the crazy woman in the office. Or if she was at, over there goofing off with a bunch of women and chit-chatting and giggling. They'd be like, oh, of course the woman isn't doing her job. Yeah. But that's literally, uh-uh. that's no. literally what started Absolutely off. not. That's literally. It, it is be absolutely beyond me how any woman can be anti-feminist because it just blows my mind there are some though i know but it blows my mind because of how just disgusting men can be towards women okay but it's the anger keep an eye on crystal y'all i'm just angry amped up up here and it's just gonna get worse i'm gonna start like it's gonna get worse this is why i said i may say some things controversial about the united states military even though i'm i live on one um but yeah it's gonna keep getting wild there's a big reason lavina was becoming more quiet quieter than usual and why she heard her father telling her to reach out and she wasn't going to because she knew it wasn't gonna work no some other some stuff had happened um a massive reason she was afraid to reach out and had become really distant and quiet at work um Nobody know the reason except for her and the base's doctor. Uh, because Lavina was being treated for condyloma. I don't know if I said that right. And if you're like me and didn't know what condyloma is, it is a form of genital wart, warts. Sorry, I can't talk. It's a strain of HPV. Um, it mainly shows up on the uh i'm trying to find a way to say this because i don't like saying the actual word the booty hole (laughs) i hate saying anus i'll just go ahead and say it it normally shows up on the anus but it can also be on you know the vagina and she had been sexually assaulted by a fellow male she did not say who um and refused to give his name and she was being treated for the genital warts by the doctor so it happened Mm -hmm. and then like a little bit after is when she noticed like my private parts aren't okay it's burning i have these bumps so she went to the doctor and that's when they were like have you been sleeping with somebody or did something happen and then she did disclose to the base doctor that she had been sexually assaulted she just refused to give names and she didn't tell anybody else on the base nobody else on the base even after what's going to happen happens, did not know. Parents didn't even know. She kept it to herself. So I can see why she was quiet and was afraid to speak up when those dudes were really... Uh, no, but I don't think I've ever some seen somebody bring up that theory. But no, I don't think the doctor was involved. Um, but yeah, imagine being deployed and going through all of this literally alone. I can't even imagine. Like, she had a friend. Like, she had a battle buddy, if if you will, is what they call it. Like, a girlfriend on the base. And she didn't even tell her. I can't even so, imagine. Yeah. And then being afraid to say anything. Because all your bosses are men. Mm-hmm. They're male. And they very well could have been, you know, buddies with this person that assaulted her. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We literally do not know to this day. 
Um, it's disgusting to think out there yeah. that somebody out there, some man in the military most likely is out there getting away with raping someone and lives every single day knowing that he forcefully took someone against their will and he's just here. Just and I do want existing. I do want to bring this up because we are talking about women on this episode. There's a lot of men on TikTok that have also brought up that they were also sexually assaulted while they were um, deployed. So I don't want y'all to think that this is only happening to females in the military or in life in general. Sexual assault also happens to males. So take that into consideration. There's just some really bad people out there. Um, yeah, this episode is really rough, and I just wanted to include that, because, uh, we also hear you males out there, you men that go through this, um, and you are heard, but we're talking about Lavina right now. But, yeah, instead of castrating, what if we just kindled them? <laughs> like, nothing. Nothing there. The men that, like... Don't tempt me. Act, not all men, but, Don't like, the men me. that, you know... What's her, what's her name? Lorena Bobbitt? Is that her name? Oh, God. Like, start. Zach brings that joke up all the time. Mm. Anytime we're fighting. Don't, yeah. don't you know, Bobbitt me. Yeah. But, man, mm, I'd be so tempted to do that to some of these men. Yeah, men are sexual. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But, um... Yeah, a few days later, so they talked that night, and that's when she told her dad about, you know, the general kind of being mean to her and everything, and she was kind of, you know. Um, so a couple days later, let's just say two, they don't know exactly. She gave a phone call home, and it was drastically different. Her spirits were really up. She was really happy. She was like, Mom, she was talking to her mom at the time. I'm going to be home for Christmas. This was July, but their dates had changed for their Mm -hmm. deployment. Like, you're somewhat allowed to give your family, like, a guesstimate of days. And she was, like, she was originally going to be home in, like, February. Mm -hmm. She was like, I'm going to be home in December. I'm going to be home in time for Christmas. Don't put the Christmas tree up. She was really excited. Like, there was still Mm -hmm. a good bit before Christmas, but she was just amped up. She's like, I'm going to do it. We're going to spend the holidays together. It's going to be so good. I haven't been home in two years. It's going to be awesome. So they were really really happy and then she kind of mentioned to her dad that i think i'm done with the army she's like i think i'm gonna finish my time i think i've done you know my country's due diligence i can still go to college i kind of just want to come home and be with friends and family and you know her dad was like okay we support you that's good you know maybe the army is just you know not for you which military valid you can join and do your time and be done like there's nothing that says you have to do your 20 years you can do it and if it's not for you get out that's your thing Mm -hmm. um and that's where the phone call ended and she was really happy she was like you know i'll I'll call you guys in a couple of days no sign of her not letting them know that she would not be calling so they you know were like okay things are changing things are happening and this next part is literally like every military movie ever and if you're like don't know much about the military or don't have family members you won't you won't get this reference but it's literally a family's worst nightmare you see somebody pull up into your driveway and they get out and they're all dressed in their dress uniform i don't know what it is for the army and the air force it's their dress blues um, well, here it is. Some army men dressed up in their dress uniform showing up on the Johnson's front doorstep. And normally we know what that means. That means somebody died. Normally. Or somebody's severely injured and you got to go somewhere to see them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And they kind of knew. The Johnsons kind of had a feeling because they hadn't heard from her in four days. And that was not like her. Like I said, she worked in the communications. And if she was working, she was trying to, like, call home if it was the right time. Because she worked a weird time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were unfortunately informed that Lavina had passed away. It was devastating. Her mom was hysterical. They actually had to take her to another room. And her dad was just like... No, he was like, like what? Disbelief. He was like, she died. We what? He was like a million questions, and he was like, she wasn't on the front line. And this was two thousand and five. There was literally like no women on the front line. They were not yeah, like out there that in was battle. Not recent. Yeah, and he was like, she worked in a in a building all day. She works in communication. She's not around. Did the base blow up? I feel like that was probably her dad's first thought. Did they get bombed? Like, what, yeah, happened? what happened? How did she die? Even, like, even then, that's how you know that, like, they were not expecting any of this because his thought was not, oh, she killed herself. Yeah. Somebody killed her. That's what her, her family was like. And it just wasn't adding up and then this is when one of the soldiers that came mistakenly said the word suicide mm-hmm. i don't think they were really gonna tell her parents yet or ever i don't know but he said the word suicide and mr johnson was well, like, number one if i was informing someone that their child died i wouldn't say suicide oh she committed suicide Oh, it was a suicide. No. I would just say I she wouldn't passed say that. I'd be like, away. she passed away. We're not sure exactly time, what happened. At this time, an autopsy hadn't performed. Nothing. No investigation. Yeah, like, don't give out any more information than you They have. were literally just notifying that she, in fact, was dead. I mean, I'd be like, we don't but, know yeah. what's going on right now, but when you get more information, someone will reach out and let you know. That was immediately suspicious to Mr. Johnson. He was like... I thought you said she passed away. Now she killed herself. You know, it just wasn't like... And then it was like, we don't even have any questions. How do I know? Like, he was instantly going into Papa Bear mode. He had a million questions. And they were, like, answering his question with a question. Yeah. That's the military, y'all. Yeah. That's literally the military. And he was like, no. And immediately they were like, she didn't kill herself. Our daughter did not kill herself. And I feel like... Even when that does happen, all parents have that that. reaction. Yeah. Well, it's because it's hard for you to fathom. Like, if you're in a healthy mental state, I feel like it can be hard for you to ever imagine being that way. So, it's just like, my child didn't do that. Yeah. But like I said, he was in the army himself. He literally served his time and, you know, he was like, I know what the military can do. If I don't think my daughter didn't kill herself, he was like, there's got to, something happened. He just automatically was like, something happened or my daughter did something that she needed to be dealt with. Yeah. If I, that's the correct way to say it without being just like off the wall. But yeah, he was like, no. And the this is the story that several days later, because Mr. Johnson literally had to pry information out of these people. I really think they could have gone all these years never giving this family any answers, and that's just disgusting to say. Mm -hmm. And this is the story. It's super lame, super vague, makes absolutely no sense at all. And still to this day, 17 years later, July will be 17 years, actually. Nobody takes responsibility. 
Literally nothing, nothing. Nobody, the army, nobody. She got off work around 8 p.m. or 8.30, the time's not sure, at night. Um, that was her shift. She worked a later shift. And then she was supposedly going to go to PT, which is just um, basically a type of mandatory working out. You either did it with your squadron, which is hers, is communications, or you just work out with yourself. You had to work out a certain amount of days a week, and then you had like a test at the end of each month that Mm -hmm. you have to make requirements. That's just all branches. So she got off at 8 and then was supposedly meeting some people to go work out. Mm Mm-hmm. That's, you know, very vague. Um, But she never made it. She made it there. Like, she had two friends waiting to meet her because they were going to go for a run. Because they had some kind of run. You have to do, like, two and a half mile in 12 minutes. Mm -hmm. Something like Or, I think that's right. That sounds like stuff. I don't know. But (laughs) I'm not running that. I'm not Um, running that. But, yeah, she never made it there. And she wasn't found in her room. And that's your first thought. What, you know? you're gonna kill yourself mm, i was yeah, like re- if you're really I was in reading, emotions i was reading too much into this i was like say you're going to commit suicide wouldn't you do it like in your bed in your bathroom in your closet i don't know i don't know i didn't want to personally think about that but yeah she wasn't found she was found in a random room she was actually found in a contractor's tent um not too far from the defect. For those of you that don't know military lingo, that is literally the dining hall, the chow hall. There's Military has five million ways to say the place that you go and eat at, which is a cafeteria. And I don't know why they don't just call it that. <laughs> but for this base, it was the defect because it was a mix of Army and Air Force people. Um, but, yeah, just a random tit. Yeah. Why? Why? Why was she in this tent? I don't know, but when the people that found her, there was blood everywhere. There was some splatter. There was some pool of blood. It was just kind of all throughout. It was, it's a really weird, yeah, I don't know. Her body was found laying on the ground next to a cot inside of a tent that nobody was staying in, and they were currently using it as a break area for, like, people to smoke and stuff. But, um, she had allegedly shot herself with an M16. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's pretty a standard-issued weapon in the military. Kind of like an M4. If you don't know what that is either, I don't know what else I could describe for you to know. You just have to Google it. M16. Um, this is a plausible gun. I mean, the way and whatever, you could very well shoot yourself. But just stay with me, y'all. Like, you're going to be like, are you kidding me? Um, the photo shown to Mr. Johnson scream staged crime scene, and I'm not kidding. Stage murder scene. Um, what even worse is Dr. Johnson, or Mr. Johnson, whichever you would prefer to call him, received most of this information after the Army did their autopsy report. Mm-hmm. Like, he was asking, can I see my daughter? Can I see pictures? Can I see where she was? I want to see this. And it was like they kept putting it off, putting it off, and then they were like, okay, we're finished with the autopsy. And he was like, autopsy? I wanted to see stuff first. I wanted to see her. Now you've cut her open and done all this, and I didn't even get to see her. So that was also kind of shady to me. Um, but the scene really speaks for itself. Even the way her body is laying 
doesn't look like someone that just shot yourself. And I can't say. I mean, I don't know. You don't know which way or whatever. We can just go by, like, past people and, you know, stuff like that. But the way her body was, it first off, she was right-handed. The gun was in her left hand facing her left shoulder, and she had shot the left side of her face. Kind of like the head. So she had had a gun like this. Yeah, but she was right-handed. And statistically, y'all, women do not shoot themselves and oh, commit no. suicide. The number one is either poison or um, uh, drowning. I don't know why. I would not want to Oh, I would hate to drown. But normally, women poison ourselves. We take pills. I, I would I would 100% poison. like overdose on some pills. Statistically, and that's just statistics. T- statistically, geez, how many times are I going to say that one sentence? Men shoot themselves. So that was also a red flag to me. I know that just because of endless hours of crime shows if we're being honest and don't let me let you think that i'm just super smart and know that um and i personally researched these photos i went through the 45 page army autopsy it was really hard to read and we're going to talk about it a little bit more and it was just really weird it's not a small gun, but it's also not big. So I also asked Zach that because she was five foot two and about a hundred and thirty-ish pounds, so she was kind of little. And but Zach said if she had killed herself, it wouldn't have been. I mean, she. Oh, could. it's like a rifle. Yeah, it's not. It's oh. like a rifle. You could. How how would she do? Like if she shot herself in like in the temple. A little bit further back. Like backish, like back here, backish. But still, how how would she? And that's not her dominant hand. She was right-handed, so that's also weird. If you're gonna shoot yourself, you do it with your dominant hand. That's just, I mean, I don't know, but yeah, that's just me. And that's just me looking over the crime scene photos. That's not even me reading any of the other stuff that we're about to talk about. That's just me looking over how she was found. So we're gonna talk about. Yeah, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. So, unloaded, it weighs seven pounds. Yeah. So, chances are it was loaded because she obviously had to shoot herself. So, she had to hold, let's say, a 10-pound weapon with her non-dominant hand far enough back that she can squeeze the trigger but also shoot. This sounds like Martha Morgan all over again. Yeah. Uh, Yeah these yeah it just wasn't and her dad was in the army he worked with these weapons he worked with several other weapons he was a doctor he dealt with bullet holes and bullet we're gonna get there we're gonna get there like like, hold like the not your dominant hand holding the gun and you shooting yourself we're gonna post i'm gonna show i'm gonna show crystal you guys won't you guys listening on the podcast can't see us but i will no, we can't post a picture. I don't want to post that picture of her for our thing. But just say you're laying flat on the ground. I'm going to Google it. You're laying flat on the ground. You are right-hand dominant. The gun is in your left hand. Your hand is placed over your forehead, and the gun is cradled over your left shoulder. If you Google it at your own discretion to me, it would look like somebody shot her, laid her body on the ground, and then placed the gun over her left shoulder, which to me tells me the person that shot her was, in fact, left-handed themselves. That's just process of elimination. 
I do do things with my left hand, but originally, thanks to childhood trauma and a really bad teacher, I was originally left-handed, but I would get my hand slapped in school if I wrote with it, because apparently, if you write with your left hand, you're the devil, um, so now I'm right-handed, so, fun fact for that, uh, childhood trauma, and that's a real story, it was a great Catholic school, enjoyed it very much um now to the autopsy report her autopsy report is a joke it was done by the army it has been looked over several times and i think those people that looked it over were also paid a hefty money to say it was okay um a lot is redacted i mean that's natural it's the u.s army they can't give out names or locations and stuff so that wasn't that odd to me it did take it a lot longer to look through i literally looked through every page of this you guys and you can go and look at it as well because of the freedoms act or whatever it is you can look at all this public information but yeah there was candy wrappers found next to her body there was cigarette butts um lavina as much as i know and her family knows did not smoke so it could have been someone else um and there was also a screen missing from a nearby window so that you know reading that lets me know did somebody climb in the window to like snatch her into the tent or they were waiting in there i don't know or did they just take that screen out because they were smoking it could be five million different things and there was also fire which they checked the tent to begin with there was some kind of uh the people the people at the defect like we were talking about there was people at the nearby hall leaving from getting dinner and they were walking closer to the tent and they smelled smoke and that's originally why they went mm-hmm. to the into the tent We'll get there. Um, it looks like, so, the people that found her, one was Air Force and one was Army. There was a senior airman. He is the Air Force one. That's what. That's the second rank in the Air Force. And then the other one that found her was a staff sergeant in the Army, which is an E-6. Um, not majorly high up, but I mean, if you're high up and you have your hands in the right pockets, he very well could have had something to do with it. Because normally the person that finds a body, like, you know, seven out of ten times did something to the body, but we don't know. Um, supposedly, because in this, in the photos, if you look them up, the gun is not on her body. It is like... You looked it up, right? Yes. The bo- the gun is across the room on the other side of, of the, the cot. Of the cot. Yeah. But that is because the people that found her moved it to check her pulse. And I can see that. Like, if you go over, you don't want them to, like, be faking and then to, like, shoot you. I feel like it was more of, like, a I can, but procedure it's, thing. But it's always been, un- you know, under my influence that when you go onto a scene like that, you don't move anything. Yeah. Until like medics or like the police or at this in this instance it would be security forces, so that was a little strange for me. But he was also a senior airman, so he was new and maybe he didn't know what to do and maybe it was his first dead body that he saw, so he was just freaking out. Now I mean I feel like I probably wouldn't have moved it that far, but I feel like on my way to check them just for my safety, since there is a gun there, I probably would have kicked it with my foot out of the way of like that person's reach because I don't know yeah. what's happening. 
but I don't feel like it, I would have moved it that far. I'm just including that because it is weird when you're looking at it, you're going to be like, well, how did she shoot herself? The gun's halfway across the room. Originally, it was laying across her left shoulder, like, diagonally, and then her hand is over her forehead. Mm-hmm. But that's originally where it was. It was on her. But I just want to include that. That's not like a conspiracy. He admits in a later interview that he did, in fact, move it, but yada, yada, yada. Um, so let's get down to the details. If Lavina got off at 8 p.m. or 8.30 that night, why didn't they allegedly, because they did say that they, as they were walking and smelled the smoke is when they heard a gunshot. Okay. Okay. So, but if she got off work at 8 or 8.30, why didn't they hear this gunshot until 1.30 in the morning? Hmm. Because she was supposed to meet her friends, remember, to do yeah. PT? And they were, like, going all around the base looking for her. They went to her room. They went to the communications building. They went to the gym. And they couldn't find her. They didn't know they weren't that she was in this tent. So, like, where are those, like, what, four or five hours mm-hmm. unaccounted for? Was she just in that tent for four or five just hours? Just chilling? Chilling, thinking about it? Possibly. I'm not saying she didn't. Okay, so there wasn't, like, I don't know. There was... Several people interviewed, there's actually a lot in their report, but I feel like a lot of it was fake and it was just fill-in because it did, it, I don't know, it just gave me the vibe of, we didn't interview enough people to so let me write some stuff in and redact half of it, you know, that kind of <laughs> thing. Um, but yeah, almost every person interviewed said Lavina was a very happy person, just like her family said, always nice to be around, always good to work with. Most of these were female co-workers. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. The dudes probably didn't have that nice of stuff to say. Um, a fellow co-worker, this is how we know the timeline, said that she had plans with her and another male co-worker to meet at the gym and they were going to run to get ready for their future PT test they had later that week. So, that's, you know, that gives us a timeline. She wasn't supposed to meet them. Why would she agree that very night to meet them for a PT test, practice, and in the picture, she has her PT gear on. She even has her reflective belt on, which you have to wear. Yeah. You have to wear that if you are outside at night so people don't, like, run you over or stuff. It's pretty dark outside. Um Yes, if you watch Bailey Sarian, she did a, like a two-hour YouTube video on this as well, and she thinks exactly what I think. I did watch it; it was a good video. Um, I've never seen a single episode of her, so I have she no was idea. so into the story that she forgot to finish her makeup look. That's how much it was. Like she just stopped doing her makeup and was just talking about it. So I felt like that was very sweet because mm-hmm. that's her whole thing. Like she does makeup while she talks about it. She's like, I didn't even put lipstick on. <laughs> But, yeah. But if she's going through all that, has her PT gear on, why is she going to a random tent to commit suicide? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. And I know suicide can be random. I mean, we do. Like, some people just wake up in the morning or get home from work, and they just, unfortunately, decide to end their lives. And that's just what happens. But... Obviously, after her death, there are stuff, you know, that happens. And obviously, after you die, they pack all your belongings up and they mail it to your family, like wherever it be. This point, her being deployed. Um, She had a journal. And a lot of people in their interviews mentioned always seeing her with a journal. And when her parents got got her stuff back, uh, a third of her journal was ripped out. 
That's not suspicious at exactly. all. Exactly. That's not suspicious. And here's another kicker, because her dad wanted to know more about the autopsy, obviously. Um, there was insufficient amounts of GSR. If you don't know what GSR, that's gunshot residue. Um, there was literally none on Lavina's hands. Well, and duh, it, and it she says didn't shoot that. herself. It literally says that in her autopsy, insufficient amount or no clear amount of GSR on, on victims' hands. Yeah. And there's literally, you can go, like I said, on Google and read the entire 45, however many pages I read, autopsy. There's like two pages of reasons why you might not have GSR on you or your hands when you shoot yourself. It was like they were really... Trying to justify Trying to it. justify. What were their reasonings? Uh, soiled hands, if your hands are dirty, if you're wet, if there's moisture around you, if you're uh, not in a confined area. She was in a freaking tent. How confined can you be? Like, the list goes on and on, and I'm like, they're really trying really hard. To justify this. Not having actual, like, she was literally shot. And that means the gun wasn't even close enough, because sometimes if the gun is really close to you, your clothing will have it, even if you didn't shoot yourself. There was none on her. Insufficient amount for everything. Body, hands. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyways. um, One more thing about her autopsy. There was several people interviewed. And the staff sergeant member, I said a senior admin, a staff sergeant found her body. They had them draw the crime scene. And all the other ones were very vague. Like, it was mainly just her body and the gun and the cot. He drew the candy wrappers. He drew the cigarette butts. He drew the window screen. He drew everything in the room. Does he have, like, a photographic memory? But I was like, if you committed the crime, what do you know? Where uh... everything is? But then that's when Executive Zachary came in and made me erase half my notes because he was like, he's a staff sergeant. He's an E6. He's probably been in like 12, 15 years. He's probably seen a lot of crime scenes. Yeah. And I was like, get out of here. And I'm thinking that too, but I'm also thinking like he might just have like a really good Good memory. memory. But I was like, you know what? If I killed somebody, I'd probably remember everything in the room. But then, I, you know, I feel like if I killed someone, I would not remember anything because I'd be freaking out that I actually yeah. murdered someone and now I had to figure out how I was going to hide it. We're almost done. I promise this won't be like an extremely, I knew this episode was going to be kind of longish, but officially the army declared it a suicide due to depression from deployed related stress and because she broke up with her boyfriend back home. Oh, Sorry God. if I didn't let you guys know, but like. They weren't really dating. They had broken up, like, basically as soon as she got there. And they had only been dating a few months. So I didn't think it was that important. That's not a... And I don't really... She's not heartbroken about that. Her friends even were interviewed and were like, yeah, she was upset. But she wasn't, like, you know, torn up about it. Um, Her parents just still did not believe that. Mr. Johnson knew when Lavina made her way back to Missouri because she was from Missouri. So they shipped her body back. Um, he'd be able to investigate, you know, he wanted to look at her body, he wanted to look at the autopsy, he really wanted to, like, let's look at everything. Yeah. He just wanted to be with his daughter, obviously see her again, and then just examine her, which is really tough for a dad to even have to do. Um, but Lavina had burn marks all across her back. 
Remember that fire? Yeah. Well, there was a, a barrel, a barrel inside of the tent that was on fire, and that's what they smelled, and then that's when they heard the gunshot. Um, but yeah, she had burn marks all over her back and her butt. Her PT gear was not burned. So this is what me and Zach talked about. She had to have been naked, burned, clothes put back on, and then shot. Yeah. Because would her clothing not be burnt? Yeah. Yeah. Literally, she had burn marks all across her back. Like, fresh. Like, they were... They happen the night she died. Cause can you receive burns? Like, cause you like if you're standing by something really hot, can you get burned through your clothes? That your clothes not like it would get not burned? burn your skin. It would burn your. It would go through the the clothing as well. Her her skin was burnt, like third degree, like noticeably burnt. Hmm. Yes, um, and she also had. Uh, I want to. Well, this is gonna get a little intense. Here, she had damage to her vagina and anus. And let me let me talk about that. I've already, not heat burns, 100% not heat burns. Like, actual, like, flesh had been over an open fire. Extended period of, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, and there was no damage to the clothing, which lets me know that she either had her shirt pulled up, pants pulled mm. down, or was naked I mean, there are four to five hours unaccounted for from the time that she left and the time she supposedly, they heard the sh- gunshot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forgot what it's called, but when you're out in the field, when you're deployed or even here in the States, they have this chemical that if you get shot or you get cut, they shoot it in you. Zach carries it in his his med pack, and it puts this stuff, kind of like glue, all through your wound to stop the bleeding. Okay. And then they go in and surgically remove it. Well, her vagina had been cut and her anus had been cut and then that stuff had been put inside of her. Oh, my God. Yeah. And her dad said they would not do that during an autopsy. Like, yes, after you die, they do plug you up. I'm sorry if that's gross, but this is not that type of plug. It's a metal plug that they put in us. Yeah. Sorry if you didn't know that. Um, but yeah, that chemical was known and her doctor obviously, or not her doctor, dear Lord, her dad obviously knew that cause he's a legit doctor for the U S army or he was, um, yeah. And there were bruises all over her body. There was bruises on her chest. There were bruises on her face. They had to cover it up with makeup because she did in fact have an open, uh, casket funeral. So yeah, all of that was going on and no, no rape kit, like I said, was ever performed on Lavina. At that point, they wouldn't have been able to because that stuff was literally all inside of her vagina. So that's just, think about that. Think about that. Somebody was obviously trying to cover up some DNA because mm-hmm. why else? Why else? And another th- weird thing that her dad said was really, because he wanted to get her hands because he was like, my daughter had to put up a fight. He wanted to get like DNA yeah. under her fingernails or her thing, her service gloves because she was put in her her dress uniform for her funeral. Obviously, everybody in the military is. Her gloves, her white service gloves, were glued to her hands. Could not get them off. Why? Why would they do that? Father did not know. Her dad did not know. So they were not able to get any DNA. Um, they could not get these gloves off, and he just really did not want to do any more damage to his daughter. So, yeah, they were, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, to this day, Mr. Johnson has never let his wife see any of the crime scene photos or the autopsy photos because autopsy photos are pretty rough too. Yeah. He has only allowed himself to. He does not let his four sons or his other daughter look at him. I know. He has taken that burden on himself. That's really sad. I feel like he blames himself because he was in the army and Lavina joined the army because he did and you know fall in footsteps and then look how the army treated his daughter so he does not let any of them and most of the interviews like I said he does himself which is the world I hope Mr. Johnson doesn't feel bad because the world really needs more dads like him out there Mm -hmm. like he's still to this day 2022 17 years later in July speaks his daughter's name into existence every day and how corrupt the United States military is um also another thing that I really want to talk about is a possible theory and You can thank our executive assistant, Staff Sergeant Brooks, for this one. He's going to be really mad if he's listening to this episode right now, and he will. Um, He hates when I call him that. Um, But, yeah. Wait, Staff Sergeant Brooks or executive assistant Staff Sergeant? Staff Sergeant Sergeant Brooks. He does not like his (laughs) Yeah, anyways. Um, Moving on. Uh, Executive assistant is pretty 100% confident Lavina was killed by a contractor. If you don't know what a contractor is, most of them are retired military. Most of them are just people that are brought in by the U.S. military to do illegal stuff for them that people in the military cannot. You get what I'm putting down? Yeah. Most of them are retired military that already know their way around and stuff like that. He is pretty sure that a, a contractor killed Lavina in we'll get to it and he really yeah he came with some he research himself um stay with me and i was like that's so random i've literally never seen any of the other podcasts or even her father or anybody else in the military bring this up so i was like what honestly y'all should have saw my face when he was telling me i was like i wasn't even thinking of that um you know People were rude to her, and she did go through all that drama, and they basically, you know, told her to get out. However, Zach brought up some really interesting conclusions. At every base, and I did know this part, but I wasn't thinking like that. At every base, even when deployed, every single bullet, and even police departments do this, well, air quote, they do this. Mm -hmm. Every bullet has to be accounted for at each at the end of each day. Mm-hmm. So if you shot a gun or you shot somebody or, you know, even people went out and snipers and stuff like that, that bullet has to be accounted, accounted for. for. Daily record. The only people, this is what Zach said, so if he's wrong, yell at him. The only people that don't have to keep records of what guns they shot, what bullets they use, are contractors mm-hmm. on bases. So They don't technically work for the government. They are contractors. They're mm-hmm. independent contractors. They work for themselves, paid by the military. That's a way to get around legal stuff, y'all. Just saying. Mr. Johnson is confident her his daughter uh, wasn't shot with an M16. Like I said, he's a doctor. Who's going to know about bullet wounds? Ow. A freaking doctor. Anyways, he, he was like, my daughter was not shot. He went and looked at the bullet wound, which is terrible. He had to do that. He was like, she was not shot with an m16 she was shot with a nine caliber bullet 
mm-hmm. which is a pistol, y'all, if y'all don't know that. Um, different bullet wound completely. Not massively, but it is going to be different. And any contractor would have one. I mean, anybody on the base would have that. But if you don't have to keep a record of what bullets you use, wouldn't it make it easier to shoot people? And then just throw an M16 on somebody and be like, mm-hmm. oh, she shot herself. Anyways, so. This is where... Zach started telling me and we really started talking about and he showed me some YouTube videos that I really wish I had never seen in my life and I can't get that two minutes back of black water contractors Google YouTube I've already told Crystal she will probably look it up because she's a psychopath look I'm Um, a weirdo that has seen like every one of those horrible videos that people tell you not to look at I have seen them yeah well these people are called Blackwater Contractors. They were one of the first contracts for the U.S. military. I think Zach said they started in 2003. So this is 2005. So they'd be pretty new at this point. And they were pretty amped up and rampant and psychopaths. I'm just going to say that. Uh, they were some pretty rough people. They're horrible, honestly. Um, be mad at me, if you will. The videos are terrible. Um... The contractors were rough. Most of them being retired Marines. We know Marines do not have the best history. And that's just facts. There's some countries and places that literally do not want Marines. When we were stationed on Guam, the people there rioted. They were okay with the Air Force being there. They were okay with the Navy being there. They did not want Marines to come there. Because Marines have a really bad history. And I'll tell you why. Um... Our executive assistant, Zachary, is confident a contractor of the base was more than likely responsible for Lena's attack, like I said, two weeks prior. He not only thinks a contractor killed her, but he's probably, he's pretty confident that he's the one that sexually assaulted her two weeks. Mm -hmm. And that's just a given. Whoever did it is obviously the one that sexually assaulted her to begin with. But yeah, um... I'm telling y'all, if y'all Google this, you really have to. Oh, I just googled think the it. I just googled the whole Blackwater ma- the massacre that they did. Yeah. Did you know? Yeah. Did you know? Here we go. Let's hate the government today, guys. Um, they killed seventeen civilians. Mm-hmm. Civilians. They just started shooting. Yeah. Because there was a car bomb, and then they took they took place, and yeah. then they just started shooting at seventeen civilians. And guess what? Guess what? Mm-hmm. In 2020, in December, I guess nobody was paying attention because I sure wasn't. Donald Trump pardoned them. Yeah, I knew about that. I told all the news. That's gross. Yeah. That's gross. Um, But, yeah, these people, these contractors were n- literally known for going into the nearby villages, towns, wherever, by the bases, and raping uh, women and children. Let that sink in for a minute. What makes you think they weren't also doing this to the female service women on the base that they were literally staying at? Just let that sink. And that's not me speculating. That's not just me talking out my booty or whatever you want me to say on here, PG-like. Um... Marines do have history of going into these villages while deployed and raping women. So do contractors. So does every branch. I'm not trying to single out any branch in particular during this whole thing. But 
yeah, literally since, yeah, literally since Vietnam, there's reports of this happening. So I didn't think of this. So I'm glad that I really sat down with Zach and he helped me with this episode because there, I had a lot of questions, y'all. There's a lot of stuff I didn't understand. I'm not in the military. I just lived the lifestyle the past, you know, decade. So I'm glad that I sat down and I mean, I showed Zach the crime scene photo and I told him where she was found and he immediately was like, she was killed by a contractor. She was found in a contractor tent. Mm-hmm. Where they stay. Where they have breaks. I mean. I hadn't considered it. I hadn't even, like I said, saw anybody bring it up. I mean, these are independent contractors way outside of U.S. jurisdiction. Living La Vida Loca. Doing whatever they want. Going into the villages. Raping women and children. Killing people. Doing whatever they want. There's literally videos on YouTube. Of them just driving through the city. And just shooting into random cars. Is it right? Like are those people also doing bad stuff to America? Yes. But I don't agree with both sides. So I'm not signaling out us Americans. But. Who's to say they aren't doing bad stuff to your fellow military members on the bases they are these are the people speaking out on tiktok about being sexually assaulted and zach brought up because i actually crystal asked this question is that what is the military what is going to make the military cover up something like this these contractors are jumbled up together on a contract paid by the u.s government by our tax dollars, by the U.S. military. I hate this And country. Zach said one of the contracts was $600 million. I hate this country. I hate this country. I hate this country. So Zach said it this way, and he felt bad saying it, and I felt bad for thinking it. But he was like, do you think the military is going to out that one person that one death for 600 million dollars because if they out that person that that contract has to be cut and they lose their money Uh uh-huh and And then that yeah and i was like you're right but i risk losing that part of the military budget and Mm -hmm. i was like but lavina's life is worth way more to me oh 100 percent. way more to her family way more than whatever the heck these people are out there doing good for them in a war that we had no business being in in the first but place these people literally got pardoned by president and i'm not trying to get political on here and crystal did mention it yes president or whatever you want to call him he's just now donald trump uh pardoned all these people that were originally arrested can i read what he's what was said when he pardoned them he pardoned them because the white house statement not him directly says that these men had a long history of service to the nation and they, they that they were veterans of the u.s armed forces and that's part of the reason why that we should yeah, like I said, most of these contractors had prior military experiences. but when And that makes people good, I guess. I guess because if you are a U.S. veteran, you're a good person. That's the correlation that, that we're trying to reach here. Because and, Yeah, and we talked about this. And you're right, there's, there's bad people in every country. But it really just brings to light how bad we are here. Mm-hmm. Our country, our own country. And me and 
me and Zach talked about it, and he was like, a lot of these people have God complexes. They were in the military, and there was laws. You can't just go out. You have to be under order to shoot people. To mm-hmm. do When they go on these missions, you have to be under order, and that's why we have laws. But he said when these contractors come in, most of them are retired, got, you know, discharged or whatever. They become contractors, so they can go back to these countries where war is happening or where people out in the field, and they can shoot people without you know getting in trouble and that's what it comes down to is that right i don't think so that's up for your um but in this instance people are being sexually assaulted multiple times their bodies are being burnt their vaginas are being cut open to get dna out and then shoved with chemicals and then a gun is thrown over them and they're shot in the back of the head and it's oh it's suicide because they have no laws. Because they're contractors out in the Middle East living, you know, doing whatever. Getting paid a lot of money. I know how much contractors made. My own husband was offered a contractor job a few years ago if he got out of the military. And it was a lot of money. We could have built a house. We could have gotten new vehicles. We could have done whatever. And would Zach have done that? No. I mean, he would have been a contractor. He thinks about it, but he's not going to go over there. I know my husband. He's not going to go over there and do what these people are. But that's what a lot of these people do. They get paid a lot of money to do this stuff. So I'm really gra- glad that Zach. Oh, they look like douche up. canoes. They look yeah. like they look like they have tiny penises and need to use big guns because they have tiny penises and don't know how to please a woman and probably have only ever been have probably been with a lot of women, but because they don't know how to hold one down. Look at them. Mm-hmm. They look mm-hmm. like douches. But I really didn't want this to turn into like all, the military is all bad because there's not i know i personally have a lot of good friends a lot of good has happened because of the military a lot of good has happened for me personally um it's you know what my husband does for a living it's contributed to us and our well-being and everything and that's not what i wanted this episode to be about but we were talking about lavina johnson's death covered up by the u.s army And there are bad things out there. And people need to speak up. And we need to stop being greedy and caring about money. And, you know, if somebody kills somebody and sexually assaults them, they need to serve their time. Or at least give it the... At least investigate to the fullest ability to figure out what happened before you just up and say no you know it's a suicide. not have a burnt body with a cut vagina and bruises and gloves glued to your hand and say she shot herself in the head because her no. boyfriend broke up with her just come out and say mr and mrs johnson somebody was on our base that we had no control over they and had a mental breakdown beat her and, beat her raped, her and, her and raped her and killed her, her. We will no longer be working with this individual. That's all they had to do. That's literally all. And that, we can pers- we can prosecute this one individual. They can't though, because then they lose the contract with all the contractors. And that's what Zach was saying. The military is not willing to give one person up for all of them. These people are just disgusting. But, just yeah. disgusting. Like. I don't want to make this episode any longer. It's really long. It's really long. I'm sorry, guys. You're probably going to have to, like, listen to this in two days. So take Sunday and Monday to listen to this. Or listen to the whole thing. Um, 
podcast links never have bothered me. I know some people like 30 minute ones and 20 minute ones, but all we can do is keep speaking, you know, Lavina's name. We can keep talking about it. Um, look how many people are still talking about her today on TikTok, a new social flat platform. Mm-hmm. Social platforms weren't even a thing in 2005. And still we have people 17 years later talking about her. And that's awesome. And that's really all that her father really wants. I think the last time he did an interview was on a talk show in 2014. So that was kind of a bit ago. Yeah. Not too long ago. What, like nine years ago? Or eight years, something like that. I don't know. Math's hard. Um, but yeah, keep posting on social media like you're doing. Keep talking, not just Lavina, anybody. Like these women I said, talk on uh, TikTok and Instagram about their own, you know, struggles that women, women of color, are dealing with every day in the military or even in the civilian life. You can work in an office, you can be a doctor, you can be a teacher, whoever, and you're dealing with these struggles. Just keep talking about it, getting the word out. The more we pressure these people, the more they have to listen to us, they have to change, and they have to stop putting price tags on stuff, and, you know, speak for the trees, because capitalism, that $600 million contract was was really worth this one person's life, so. Oh, absolutely not. That's what they think. That's not what I'm saying, but, yeah, that is all that we have. Okay, that was a rough day. one. So I say rough. that we both say or tell everybody something really cute or good or happy. Just to uplift the spirits. I have something uplifting for you guys. Okay. Uplifting for, uh, if you want to talk about it, or email. Which one? DD. Sure, go for it. If you're, well, shout out to DD uh, if you're listening. Me and Crystal have freaking made it, y'all. We are famous. Well, we feel like we're famous. We are. Shreveport just got two new celebrities. All right. Um, our Becky Gary episode. Well, the one Crystal has been doing. She's been awesome. She did all the episode, all the research, talking to everybody. She's been calling people. I cannot call people on the I've phone. I've been out of my comfort zone, y'all. She's been a rock star. And we got an email from a listener legitimately from a listener so dd shout out if you're listening she said she's our number one fan i didn't think anybody would ever say that besides our family uh members uh, <laughs> um yeah she gave us some new i don't i guess you'd say info yeah i'd say info some side stuff we're not gonna completely talk about it yet because we might have to do a whole new series i don't even know i don't know might what, do a follow-up episode with just yeah. some info but some of it um, I guess I'll just say it like this. Some of it is just info that we're not ready to put out there into the universe yet. Like, we know it. The family knows it. Dee Dee, when she messaged us, she was like, y'all did a really good job of saying what you really couldn't say. She said we were thorough and we, yeah. we really spoke for Becky and that was just the feeling of... I will just take y'all down how it happened for us. I was in the kitchen doing dishes, and I get, I don't know. Something was like, check the emails. I was like, I haven't checked it in probably a week. And I know Crystal's been really busy at work this week, so let me check it. And we had like three important emails. Yes. 
um a lot happened the past couple of days and i was still blowing up on youtube yeah like this email another email about something we can't talk about yet like just like like what happened we had to mark the day down it's like we did february 2nd was a big day for us or was it first february first february second it was yesterday. This day before yesterday. It was the first. The first. February 1st. Yes, because really I was good. like, is this like an early April Fool's? Not, I don't know. But it was a really good day for us. Yeah, we jumped like 10 subscribers on YouTube in like two days. I don't I'm also Mr. Crystal. I was like, have you checked the YouTube? Because like, I, it's crazy. I was like, the last time I checked it, that was not the number. And then I checked it again later that day and it went up like five more. And I was like, what is, what what is happening? happening? And then we've sold a bunch of merch the past couple of days. Like, I literally had to do inventory yeah we're like getting low we're low so what did we say we only have like we, a few small how we many? have one more small left if y'all are interested i'm actually wearing one i know if you're listening you can't see it so sorry it is posted on our instagram bayou underscore chronicles we only have one small left we completely sold out of the two x's um, i think that was like the first size that we sold honestly we are still pretty good on extra large and large. Yeah, we have some mediums. Looks like we have a good bit of mediums. Mm-hmm. So if you're a medium and you want a yeah. shirt, yeah, hit us up. But that is the, you know, ending this episode on a lighter note because this one was really, really rough and just was tough to research even though i already knew literally everything about it but yeah we appreciate it we really appreciate if you've made it all the way to the end of this and we just hope you have a good rest of your week and we will see all of you guys next sunday bye